Hello and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. And I'm Casey Muratori. And our movie this week is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. And I can't remember, there's two directors and I can't remember their names. Just say Daniels. That's what they did in the part where they cut from the <laughs> first yeah, like yeah, part yeah. of the movie to like the second part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. They just said directed by Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two people named Daniel. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So neither of us had ever seen this before, and I think we had both specifically avoided reading anything about yes. it. I wanted to not I wanted to go into it not knowing, which I do think made the experience better. Yeah, I think this is a movie you'd like to watch cold if you can. Mm-hmm. Um it's definitely, you know, it's got a lot of new sorts of things in it. They're trying to mm-hmm. they're trying to pack a lot of like, you know, things that you might not be expecting into it as part of the way that this movie gets, like, humor. Yeah. So if you already saw a lot of screenshots or knew a lot of things that happened, that could could definitely diminish the sort of the way that it plays out in terms of the comedy aspects anyway. Yeah. yes. So I guess we'll just start. Uh, We we already started, Ah! Anna. um, Just to give the movie club some context. Uh, when Anna has low blood sugar, her brain starts to shut down. (laughs) And, uh, so I told her before we started this, I'm like, you should probably get a lollipop because you're gonna, your brain's gonna be fried. Uh. It's early in the morning and she didn't think she got enough. She, she, she said, I didn't get enough sleep. So I'm like, you gotta get a lollipop. You gotta, you gotta Uh. wake your brain up. And she didn't get one. And this is the result. This is where we've ended up. Great. No, it's fine. It's fine. We're going right. to be fine. We're okay. going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. This movie was nuts. Yes. And uh, I liked it. I don't think it was like, it's not like one of my favorite movies or something. Yeah. But I, I really appreciated how it was co- fully committed to what it was doing. Uh, it was unafraid to yeah. sort of like just be unabashedly sort of like weird like it was kind of funny because at first when they first started introducing the like the sort of like i guess it's like a sci-fi aspect right yes um the sort of the jumping between universes thing when they first started introducing that um like the first scene in the elevator where he's like yeah you have to make a choice or whatever i was i was like not on board yeah i was like i don't know and then they're they're trying to like explain it but it just you're like, what? I don't know. But then at some point, something flipped. And I was like, oh, no, I'm totally on board with this. It was kind of interesting how that happened. Like how I kind of went from being not on board to being on board, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes later. Yeah, I would say I was uh, maybe a little different than that. I don't think I was ever on board with it. I liked the results. Right. Meaning I thought if I had to say it, I would say the directing in this movie is like, really good. Yes. The they and editing. The yeah. the way that the movie was put together. I mean, you might almost say this like coming off the off of Dune. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. This is like the polar opposite of Dune. Yeah. In terms of directing and editing. Like this movie got a ton of mileage out of just putting shots in the right order, yeah. cutting from what, you know, from from thing A to thing B at the right time, yeah. directing the shots so that things were emphasized when they should be. It was just really well done. I would say, like, if you told me, you know, next time these directors do a movie, I would be excited to see it. Yes, Even definitely. if I don't think the story is going to be particularly good or something. I just, I think these directors have a lot of talent yeah. for putting together something that, like, 
gets a lot of like humor and interest out of something. Whereas I could easily have seen a lot of the things in this movie not working in less capable hands. Yeah, there was so much, there was a lot of creativity in this movie. There was. And, um, and I really, I appreciated that like the whole time. Um, cause we've talked before about, uh, like I think with Christopher Nolan's stuff, like with Interstellar, like things not getting like surreal enough. Right. And this movie, I think, does a really good job of just being like, we're going to go off the deep end weird yes, and fully commit to that. And it's so good when they do that. It works so well. You never know what's coming next. You never know what to expect. And uh, that sort of like surrealness, I think, is great about this movie. Um, And it's hard. Like, I don't see that done well almost ever in movies. People try to do surreal um, like Matthew McConaughey behind a bookshelf or whatever. Right, right, right. But they just kind of fail. It's like it doesn't work. Yeah. And this movie absolutely crushes um, just the weirdness and the surrealness. And in, in so many different ways, I was just thinking about the scene with the rocks and like this, the, you know, yeah, the yeah, subtitle. Yeah. Like anything from that to the, the really silly stuff um, yeah. of like the, you know, hot dog hands yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or um, like and they're trying to slam their butt on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the like award. Well, w- one of my favorites was Rock Acuni. Yeah. The, yeah, where, yeah. where she you think at first that she's like misunderstanding the movie yeah, yeah. but actually she's just kind of like getting vibes from an alternate reality yes. that you then see yes. and see a lot yes. right like uh, and I feel like that kind of commitment is something that yes. I rarely see like it reminded me a lot it, this movie is not written nearly well enough for a comparison to Charlie Kaufman in the writing mm-hmm. but in that aspect, yes. it, it was one of the few films I've seen that evoked that kind of Charlie Kaufman, we took things all the way. Yes, that, fully committed. That, yeah. that really, like, was delightful. And, you know, it it's a mixed blessing in some ways because I do think, as I'm sure we'll get into later, I think this movie, like, falls apart in a lot of ways. And so it's kind of like they didn't really pay the price to get it right, but the imaginative aspects of it were great. So the brainstorming and that sort of stuff that mm-hmm. they did and however they came up with all this stuff, like I appreciate all that work they put in. They didn't actually tie it together well. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, there's a reason why Charlie Kaufman is so revered. It's hard to do both. Yeah. You know, it's hard yeah, to do and both. And I, I think, you know, coming out of this movie, I'm much more positive on it than I am negative on it. Um but yeah, I, I would say the viewing of it was very positive. Mm-hmm. The thinking about it, pretty negative, I guess is what I'd okay. say. It doesn't hold together for me as mm-hmm. a thing to like, as a as a piece, mm-hmm. but the act of watching it is satisfying. Yeah, I mean, right? like, and there's, the humor in it is like, it's so unique and weird. Like, the I think the first time that the hot dog hands yeah, 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 yeah. S- happened, I mean, we both just completely lost our minds. Yes. Like, we were just dying laughing. And they did, like, the 2001 the, um, the reference, apes. the yeah. apes thing with the hot dog. I mean, it was, it was, like, genuinely one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen. Well, it, it's rare to have a really solid laugh out loud moment yes. when you're sitting, because we didn't see this in theater. So, yeah. you know, it's literally just watching it at home yeah. on your television. And so it kind of is like, it's it's hard to get an, a laugh out loud laugh right, in that, right, 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 but, but it legitimately did. Oh, yeah. Uh, for that sequence, because the the doing the 2001 thing was great because it was like, they actually were like, how did Sausage Fingers evolve? Yes, right? yeah, yeah. And they were like making up that somehow they were better yeah, for yeah, some reason yeah. at like battling yeah. the, 
the, the monkey tribes. Yeah, back. yeah. It's no, so it amazing. Was, it was the, yeah. the 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 commitment to going down like fully down the rabbit holes in this yes. movie is is just by far the greatest thing about it. Um, yes. And uh, like actually the fr- you know I also remember kind of just laughing to myself, not necessarily because it was super funny like that scene, but just because I was like this is insane. Yeah. It was like the really the first scene where when the um her husband starts uh for the first time like beating people up with the fanny pack like goes full martial oh, arts right. yes, yes. and i just started laughing just cuz i'm like this is amazing like this this commitment to to the yes. absurdity of this and the way the silliness of the fight um itself where you're like smacking people with a fanny pack and like the it was just so funny like the he knew that actor who I, i'd never seen before yeah. um he knew how to sell it really well too. Yeah. He reminded me a lot of like a young Jackie Chan. Yes. Getting the little jokes. Like yes. he plugs it back in in this way. Like he puts the fanny pack back on at the end yeah, in yeah. this like really like sort of like heroic way or whatever. Yeah. And and all of the little like moves that he does yep. with the fanny pack, yeah. he really treats it like a weapon. Yeah. And it's it it felt really good yeah. in that that kind of uh, Yuan Wu Ping kind of choreography yeah. way where they they basically took all these objects that are not normally associated with martial arts and like brought them into to yeah. the, the battle in a great way. I think that was, it was that very was, satisfying. I don't know who did the choreography in I this, uh, but that was like the moment that because what I talked about earlier, where I like wasn't on board. I think that was actually the moment that scene was the moment where I was like, okay, I think I'm on board because I kind of see what you're doing now. Like, right. I see the potential here for all of the ridiculous stuff right. that you're going to do. And I, from there on out, I was like on board with the the sort of silly premise. Because I think I think I was worried that they were going to like overcomplicate this this concept at first because they're doing like all this minutiae well, stuff that I, he's they explaining They did it. though is the kind of, uh, yeah, I wouldn't I, say worried that they did. They did. I guess I guess kind of feel like once it settled into what it was about, it wasn't actually that bad. At the end of yeah. the day, it was really just like you have to do something ridiculous, and then you kind of can do something. You you gain a, an ability. Like yeah. it's actually the the that's sort of the core of it, and it's pretty simple. Um, but at the beginning, I was kind of like I think I think this movie, in order for it to really work, you kind of have to not you have to stop thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like you you have to kind of stop trying to make it make sense. Like the whole concept of these other universes kind of like it you just have to accept that these simple rules are the rules that define like what happens and just go with the flow yeah i don't know if i'm with you on that because like i would agree that that would be true if they'd left it nebulous Mm -hmm. but this movie like over explains things like there's lots of scenes where they are literally explaining exactly what is happening and there's no room for interpretation. Like, the characters are literally explaining exactly what is going on. Yeah. And none of it makes any sense. Yes. Right? It's just no, that's, totally that's, I think does that, not work. No, I and agree. And then later when things are happening, you're like, that is doesn't make any sense at all. And you're just like, like, to give a simple example, it's very specifically stated, like, very specifically stated that, like, okay, the way that this thing works is... Each person has n other universes where they exist, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to jump to one of those universes, then what you have to do is you have to do something that is a unique thing that that other in the other universe your uh, alter ego 
also does or has or no. something. No, well, the, the you, all you have to do is something weird that dr- that would drive you to another universe that like slingshots you to a farther distant one. It's not related to what universe you end up being in. So I guess I so remember they they were like basically you just have to do something that really really un- unexpected and weird that diverges you to immediately like the next universe over basically and then that just slingshots you to a be, farther away they literally they, they show that on their yeah, little but, diagram but it was very clearly something related to the other universe or well let me put no, it to you this way it was unrelated so if it wasn't I thought if it wasn't then i don't understand a bunch of the scenes because they sort of make sense if that's the thing like like there's one person who's like i have to make four f- you know paper cuts or, or whatever right mm-hmm. and things like that there's a scene where they're like, okay, everybody has to, all of these characters have to jump at the same time. And they all do something completely different. Like one of them's like licking a post. Mm-hmm. Another one is like photocopying his his butt or whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. If somehow these are specific to the characters, that makes some sense. If it's just you need a unusual act, they could have all done the same thing. And well, then in the next scene... Two of them do do the same thing. They're both put things up their butt. So either scene A doesn't make any sense because there's no reason why all of them are doing different things. Or scene B doesn't make any sense because if it is specific to your character, then you shouldn't both be able to shove something up your butt, right? So right off the bat, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you, whatever the rule is, which I'm still not sure what it actually is. Well, it doesn't it, seem to be true. Like what you're saying doesn't make sense or what you're showing doesn't make sense. I guess I, do, I you know don't what I'm saying? I guess I don't know that I completely agree with you because like so the first time they're aiming to get her like if they want they they the telling you to do something specific thing is when you're trying to gain like a specific skill it seems like. So it's like, "Oh, you want to get kung fu. Well, we've plotted the the course of like which universe you have to slingshot from or whatever. Right. So you have to do the paper cuts or whatever to get king kung fu, right? Right. But I do, it seems like just for, if you want to just be well, random. Well, Piper was gymnast, if I remember correctly. Okay, gymnast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, in, you know, in the case of, I think, did she do something specific, maybe? Yeah, she's, have to, she's had to say, I love you, to the um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis character yeah. in order to get the kung fu yes. universe. Um, yes, that's So it's that like, happened. if you want to do something, like, there's, for each individual, there is a specific thing you can do to gain you a specific skill, I think. But it obviously seems like if you want to just do something totally random, you will gain some sort of skill. It might not be useful. Um, but that obviously can't be true because if that was true, then any time you did something idiosyncratic in the real world, you would have transported to another universe, which, which isn't obviously happening in this thing. Well, you have to have the little earpieces on with and press the button. Well, okay. So if you let's let's talk about that part because I didn't understand that part either. So if the idea here is that you can trans. So that you can jump from one universe conscious to the other, mm-hmm. right? At no time does anyone bring anything from one universe to another because that doesn't seem to be well, you're possible. Not physically, you're not physically able to go there. Right. So where do the green headpieces come from? There's no way I mean, to move they, them between universes. They, they can't exist in, right? They, they don't exist in any of these other universes. How are people showing up in, like, the current universe with green headpieces from... The Alpha Universe. But they're not from the Alpha Universe. They Where were just, are they, they were, from? I mean, presumably they just need some sort of electronic signal or something. I don't know. That was never explained. This is what I say. I think... I think yeah, so like, m- like they build them or something? No, they, it was they just like, a little... It was just a little... Um, 
headpiece? Yeah, a little headpiece for like yeah. talking on your cell phone or whatever, like a Bluetooth thing. That's all they were. But then why would you need to push a button on it? If it's not a special device, there'd be no reason why you would push a button on it, right? See, I feel like, I, I guess, I don't know. This movie, for me, doesn't really, like, those kind of questions don't really matter. Like, that was the thing I actually kind of ended up liking. Yeah, this is, that, this is what I'm, like, in agreement. I'm yeah. like, that sh- all should have been cut from this movie. Like, I did not like that. They should have just left that out. No headpieces. but I kind like, of liked the absurd. Like, I liked, I liked the way that, it, it as a viewer, like it gave you a th- a clear visual like understanding of what was happening, right? Because it was like, okay, you don't just get the magically get the new power. Like you have to do the thing, and then the thing goes green, and then you press it, and like it gave you like a specific set of sequ- like a sequence of events. I kind of liked that because it made it really clear at all times what was happening. Like you did a thing. The light went on. You pressed the button. You got the power. I think it was definitely to the movie's benefit that it it had this like weird structure around the jumping aspect because I think it it made it really clear. I, I don't get me wrong. I liked the structure around the jumping. Yeah. I think if you just said, okay, the way that we're going to structure this is you have to do something weird to slingshot into the universe, but just make it. Don't make it be technologically mitigated because I didn't think that worked at all. And the movie got a lot better once she wasn't because later in the movie she doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah. She's just jumping around mm-hmm. on her own, mm-hmm. and it was way better. Mm-hmm. Like. The green headset part just did not work for me at all because I didn't understand, like, where the technology came from or why you needed it or what was going on, right? And uh, I especially didn't understand it because if the idea is that you do this weird thing and that's what slingshots you, why do you need to push a green button? Like, it it didn't even make sense what the device was ostensibly doing. I, I didn't even know what the point is. Like, as a communication device... You know, if they had had just regular Bluetooth headsets, like that's what those were supposed to be, and just, oh, they had like modified the signal thing so that we could talk to the other dimension, makes perfect sense. The green button part, just, eh? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like they could have just simplified that down. I, I mean, this is going to be a running theme through the, my conference, but just simplify it. Just like, cut out the part where you have to push a green button or that like whatever. Just make it the person has to concentrate on the, they have to concentrate on jumping. And the only way most people can do that is by doing a weird thing. Like, that's like the training of how you do this. You have to concentrate on transferring your consciousness. And and most people can't do it without, like, shoving something up their butt or swallowing the frog. Like, that's the only way to really put your mind in that state. Great. Now you've solved, like, all of these weird script problems that don't make any sense to me by just getting rid of them and saying, we don't care. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not technology. It doesn't matter. And to me, this movie got way better once they dropped all that, mm-hmm. right? It just, they forgot about the fact that you ever needed these green headsets because she, she and her daughter are, like, special. Yeah, they get, she gets, like, powerful enough, basically. And to- that just worked way better. It, it just, it was way better, that whole thing. So I would have just said, I mean, I, you know, I guess I, 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 I don't totally know if I agree with you because I kind of liked the transition from like she needs this structure and this the the <clears throat> sort of the headset and the thing like it kind of it to eventually be able to do it without it like I think it gave you this really nice gradual feeling of like oh she's getting like she's gaining these abilities right oh, I'm not saying get rid of the weird thing part at the beginning yeah I'm saying get rid of the headset get rid of the like get rid of the technology the technology part of this movie like just didn't work for me right yeah um that part. And you didn't really need it because the people in the van and all that stuff can still be there just telling you which universe you should be concentrating on, right? Mm -hmm. That whole thing still works. Just get rid of the weird, like, 
get rid of the parts that don't really quite make sense about the about why these headsets are, or what they're doing, which never really is explained, and I can't come up with an explanation for it. Yeah, right? I guess I just don't, the headsets just don't bother me. I think I feel like they're just a nice visual tool for helping communicate something, and that's really just what they were there for. Um, especially too when you're seeing people who aren't her, you know, all the people who are attacking her, they all have a some sort of other headset thing on too, and it's a nice visual cue for like this is that version of the character, right? Like this is not the, you know, the. IRS auditor like Jamie Lee Curtis that they know before this is like the alternate universe like jumping around Jamie Lee Curtis right like it's kind of gives you a clue of, as to like who you're dealing with which is kind of useful um, maybe but I thought they did a better I thought it was so I, I guess I'll hard disagree there okay I thought it was much better to not have them and the reason for that is a, there's usually something distinct about the character, like they have something stuck up their butt, mm-hmm. or she stapled a thing to her forehead, yeah. right? And it's to me, it's almost like more interesting to have that be the case, right? Like to have you can't tell exactly when looking at someone to just look for one thing. You have to look at them and see if there's something odd that they did, right? Mm-hmm. Was kind of better to me. I, I don't think the headset was all that great, especially because it constantly just brought up questions. Where do all these headsets come from? Why are these other people suddenly on the side of the other person? I don't understand how that was working. Like, I, I didn't know why certain people became allied with the other side. I guess they were people jumping in, but like, I didn't know why those people were jumping in or who was jumping into them or what, what, you know? So I just felt like that stuff, I don't know. I feel like when you try to think about this movie and put it all together, it doesn't really fit very well. And that's why I say like, it's fun to watch. But when I try to consider it after the fact, I'm like, eh. I guess that, yeah, maybe that's true. But I think, I think part of the reason I probably enjoy it more is like, because I don't tend to think about it that much. Mm. Right. Like you are a plot mechanics guy. I am not. So it's pretty easy for me to just, um, especially with the way this movie kind of settles into it and gets into a groove with what its concept is. Like, once it's doing that, I'm happy. I'm not yeah. really thinking about it much beyond that. I was nervous at first. Yeah, yeah. Because it's hard. You can't not ignore it when they're explaining stuff to you, right? When they're first introducing, because it's like, it's absurd, right? At first. And and you're really just like, I don't know. I don't know. Is this going to work? Um, but then it, it totally it totally does end up working for me. I, I don't know. I think this movie misses on achieving some sort of like real emotional greatness. Yeah, Although quite hold I it do up, think but... it's not terrible. Like I kind of I love the general concept of like let's take someone whose life is like bad, right? Right? Like yeah, their yeah. life is terrible. Yeah. I also love the idea of it being like, you know, this like Chinese lady. She's just an un she's like an older, an older lady. Like it's just an unusual main character yes and um it was so nice it was so refreshing uh it's so, and Mich- michelle yo is it's so fun to watch her again i haven't seen her in a long time but um you know you're like let's take this character and and put them at the center of like basically like a, a superhero movie or a sci-fi movie yes and i'm like that's just great that's such a, a really just a wonderful place to start you know. So I thought that was the thing that I liked most about this movie, yeah. actually, in terms of the story, in terms of the writing. Yeah. Um, because, so there's a number of reasons I liked that. One is, like you, it was really cool to see uh, Michelle Yeoh in something again. Like, most of what I've seen her in, I mean, I would say I saw her in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and all that. But, I mean, most of what I've seen her in were, like, old, like, 
kung fu movies, mm-hmm. right? Like like uh, Chinese. I think language she might have been in Crazy Rich Asians, but I haven't. I, I, I saw that. that on a plane once, so I don't remember. I, didn't see that. I liked it, but I only saw it like, um, once. And I like to see her again and doing kung fu again because she looks so yes. good when she's doing it. Yes. She, you know, whenever you get those people who like were really good yes. at expressive kind of like yep. martial arts where it's meant to look good on screen. Yes. You really know the difference. Yes. Like, and I think like, I feel like uh, this is unfortunately kind of branching off tangentially, but I'll just say it quickly. I felt like this movie also did a good job of keeping like, I don't know, the stunt people or the, the you know, second... The body double the, people. Whoever yeah. they had for everything or the, or the people they cast who were actually doing martial arts themselves. It just looked good all the time. Yeah. Way better than it normally does. I feel yeah. like these people knew how to direct that kind of action. Yes. They knew how to shoot it. And they knew how to get people who would look good. Because a lot of times, they don't. Yeah. Marvel movies look like garbage all the time. The fight sequences are terrible. Yes. Yeah. And watching this reminded me that like some people know how to do this. Either it's the the you know the actors are better because they maybe know martial arts themselves, or the stunt people are better, or the directors are better, but or all of the above. It was just great, and it was so much fun to watch. Yes. So yep. this is why I keep coming back to, like, the directing in this movie is just freaking fantastic. It's so like, good, yeah. Down to who they picked to do stuff. Yep. But, yeah, on the story side, I really liked that aspect of it because I thought that building sort of this fantasy action world mm-hmm. around a middle-aged Chinese woman's laundromat, yeah. right, was just a fantastic idea, and there were so many things, like... You know, the the sort of Asian stereotype of like pushing your children too yeah, hard yeah. is the villain, yes, right? Like yes. like the that she in another universe had like tried to make her daughter be too excellent at this thing mm-hmm. and it backfired and created this kind of monster or whatever, right? Yes. Um and that part of it, like that overall arc of the story, I thought worked very well. Yes, totally. And yep. it, and I really liked it. Yeah, and I do think I I connected. I do think the mother daughter relationship stuff was quite good. In some parts, like there were yeah. some parts not so good, some parts very good. I yeah. thought, but but that was by far the best part of the writing. Yeah, but and I, I I do think I kind of I agree that it's like, it's nice that they they, it all connected. They were trying to connect it at least, right? Like, the entire like premise of this like jumping universes thing is all tied together with like the character stuff right it's yeah. her daughter and the kind of conflict of their relationship is sort of the thing that led to the the yes. you know her her becoming her daughter becoming the villain basically like i think all that's so nice it's it, and i i do think it's pretty well done uh i some of it i didn't quite understand uh like so I don't know, my most charitable interpretation of the writing, because there's a part in the movie that I was like, okay, do I actually understand what you're talking about? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Like, I I couldn't quite tell what they were trying to say. But, like, so one of the things that happens in the movie is, like, at some point the husband tells, well, not the real husband, the husband from Alpha Dimension tells the wife from our dimension, laundromat dimension, let's say, um, that, like, she's, like, just bad at everything. Right. And that's, like, important. Yes. Right? So they tried to draw this line. I'll try to explain it here, what I'm trying to think about. And I guess what I say is the movie... W- all right. I don't know how to unpack all this stuff. There's a, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this movie, right? Yeah. Um, so 
one of my complaint about this movie constantly is just it needed less stuff in it. Uh, like I don't know any other way to say it, right? Like I was saying about the technology stuff, I felt like it was just it was too many things. They didn't quite plug together in a satisfying way for me. If you'd just gotten rid of some of them, this wouldn't have been a problem, hmm. right? The same is true of like the story. There's just too much stuff going on in here, and I don't feel like it all adds up, which is kind of natural for something that has too much stuff thrown into it. I just feel like a little bit more editing. Just remove a few things from this and give the other things a little more space, I feel like would have gone a long way. Because the directing and the shots and the editing is already so chaotic that having the story also be that way just feels... And I don't know. I I just... So I'll say that, but... At this point in the movie, where they're talking about how she's bad at everything, they try to sort of draw this line of, like, the daughter is looking for the mother because she wants someone else to come with her into the everything bagel. Which, by the way, I loved. Oh, so the good. The fact that it was, like, I put actually put everything on a bagel. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so good. To go into the everything bagel so that I wouldn't have to basically, like, become nothingness alone. Right? Yeah. Which I sort of understand, but I don't really totally understand why it had to be that version of the mother. I guess the reason it had to be that version of the mother was because she was uniquely bad at anything and therefore would be Could willing gain. to go into the everything No, I think, I think it was just or... that her mother was the, the fact that she had basically infinite life paths open to her because she was not good at anything, right? Allowed her to have this ability, the same ability that her daughter had. And but I so, don't, but I, I get that part on the powers front. What I don't understand is what that had to do with why the daughter wanted that one specifically. Because presumably she could have brought everyone in, anyone into the everything bagel. I mean, what? it wasn't explained why you, like, it was explained why the mother was the one who could create all the powers. It wasn't explained why that was somehow necessary for the daughter. Like, they seem to be trying to get two explanations out of one thing, but only one of those explanations actually made any sense. The other one, I was like, uh, okay, why is she the only one who can go into the everything bail? Couldn't any of these mothers go into the everything bail? I don't, I don't get it, right? And so they did, eh? Like, I just... I don't know. I, I, there was no. I was reaching in the movie for some way to. Wait, but she was. The, but the the one from our universe was the one who actually had the ability to jump around. She didn't need to jump around though. But it was just the. There would have already been a person in that everything bagel universe who was the mother. She could have taken that mother with her, but she didn't. She was looking for this mother. She was looking for the one who had the same ability as her because she thought she would like understand her. She would like be the only one who could understand what she was experiencing. But why would just just because she can jump she she has the ability to know yeah. to like because that I kind of liked that I liked that thing of like once you gain that ability to just be an acting like you can go to any universe at any time, how nothing starts to matter like that, which makes perfect sense, right? like if if you can just do whatever and there's never any consequences and nothing ever matters, um you'd become really like nihilistic and depressed, right? Um, and I, I, okay. and so I think that was the thing where she was like, maybe if I can find that one person, so how would understand, she, she would somehow yeah, understand. Okay. It's just very confusing to me trying to piece it together. I'm like, how would she have known about that? Or like, why would she be looking for that? You, you just, would, why would she be looking for what? Someone who, she how would, would she have ever known that? Like, why would she be thinking in her head? Oh, my mother from some other dimension will have this power. 
why would she think that? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's no motivation for why the villain is looking for this person. I get that if somehow she knew that that was going to be true, but we don't ever know why she would know that was true. Well, it makes sense why she's looking for this person. But why she's specifically only looking at her mother for it. We don't know. Well, because it's her mom. I mean, I feel like that was the other part of it that I thought was, I liked too, is at the end when she, she's, you know, wants to leave and her mom's basically like, well, at the end of the day, like, who's the one that you're looking for that you always come back to, right? Is like me. And it's like, I, I kind of like that. Just, I like the way that reinforced the sort of like mother daughter conflict thing. Oh, me, me too. I just meant in the metaphor, I don't know why it happens. I know why it happens in the real world, right? But in the, like, fictional world, again, like, most of this is just, like I said, there's so much stuff. When I'm trying to piece it together, I keep hitting, like, dead ends. And I'm like, okay, well, why would that I happen? Guess, yeah, and so, like, I'm willing to believe what you said where it's just like, okay, she she somehow finds out that the mother is going to be able to feel nihilistic yeah, I mean, like me, this. But I'm just like, how did she know that? Me, that or, doesn't really, like that, that doesn't, to me, doesn't really matter. I'm like, well, I could, she's this like all powerful being. Like she, it's not implausible to me that she would just somehow know that. Like those sort of details, that sort of detail for me doesn't, it's not something I really think about. Or you know what I mean? It's not like, eh, it's like, all right, I can just buy, buy that she knows. The other guy knew, the husband guy knew. They knew, they somehow, they knew that maybe because she, she was the one who had the most number of paths available to her that she was... Um, they didn't really do a very good job explaining that either, but they there was like an explanation where he was trying to give I, that I didn't, I again, didn't really understand. I think they could just see that because she had not really gone down any life paths of her own because she had never done, committed to doing anything, they saw that she had the pot- most potential That's to- once they found her. But previously, he had just been looking through lots of dimensions... At only her, though, and there was no real explanation for why he was looking only at her, right? Like, there was no explanation for that. It was just he, for some reason, was only looking at his wife, but there was no explanation for why that would be true. Just he was. Then once he found her randomly, then he was like, oh, I think maybe you're the one I was looking for. But but that was only once he'd actually, they never explained, like, why he thought his that would be his wife. Maybe that because she was a great woman in the alpha dimension. I don't know. It, again, it's not like horrible or anything. It's just there's so much of this stuff in there. And it kind of just feels a little either A, that it doesn't quite line up. Yeah. Or B, that it, it maybe it does line up in the filmmakers' heads. But there wasn't enough time given to any one thing for it to sink in. Because it's coming by so quickly and I'm trying to piece it all together, but it's just like, wait, how did X happen? Or if Y happened, then shouldn't X not have happened? And like, I was just having a lot of those moments in the movie, which made it difficult for me. Whereas, honestly, like I said before, if you just removed a little bit of it, so don't have the the headset things or make it so that she's just prophesied, like, clean, just clean it up with a quick... No, we don't have a more weird, like convoluted explanation for this. It's just simple. This works a lot better for me because it doesn't matter. Like, like I don't feel like it mattered specifically why the husband is looking for the mother. Yeah. But they try to explain it and it doesn't work. Like, or at least I find it hard to get there with a lot of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just. I don't... Then the same was the headset. It's like, yeah. I don't care. I just. 
you gave me an explanation that didn't work for me or didn't work well. Yeah, I think I think that stuff just didn't really bother me that much yeah. because I don't think about it as deeply as you do, right? I'm just like, okay, if that's what you say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think if this movie hadn't maybe had so much else good good going for it, then that maybe stuff would have been that stuff maybe would have been a little more noticeable to me or bothersome or something, but um. Just because I think that there was so much going on at all times, it was just it was a, it was a really like um, fast paced kind of movie, right? Like it was constantly moving forward and changing and um, surprising you. And like I think because of that, I never I never had enough time to really think about any of the you know they they introduce they'll say something, introduce it, and then you're on to the next thing, and it's like so for me, it's like there was never really enough time to like think like oh that doesn't really make a lot of sense because you're just on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Like it was... I guess. I don't know. I, I just, I struggle with stuff like that because my brain is trying to piece it together as it goes and it like hits these little hiccups and I'm like, wait, what? That just, I don't know. That's it. That's, uh, yeah. I mean... It, I know it's a me thing. Like, I, I, I'll give you another example. So one one thing I really struggled with was at some point in the movie, like the husband checks out. Um, yeah. Like he has to go, th- that van... Well, they're getting attacked They're by, getting attacked. Yeah. So they're all gone. They can't help anymore, right? Mm-hmm. She's still wearing the headset, and she's still doing weird things to jump, but they never explain how she was knowing to do that. She hadn't become the super person yet. Well, I, th- I think she was, like, realizing. And she's just doing these weird things, and you're just like, what is happening? Like, they had to tell her before, and now they suddenly don't, and the movie never acknowledges this. You're just supposed to, I guess, assume that she suddenly knows, literally instantly knows and it's just very strange. No, but that was that didn't that wasn't confusing to me because at that point she is just doing random things and gaining random not super useful abilities because she's not targeting what universe she wants to go to. She's like randomly jumping around and the results are exactly that. She goes to the hot dog hands universe and she doesn't she's she's actually harmed by it cuz she can't use her hands or she goes to like the 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 raccoon what is it called the raccoon universe the the raccoon Rakakuni universe and she's like okay I'm a chef here so she's like she sort of can fight with that but it's not like what you would seek right it's not like what you would go f- looking for if you were like I have to fight off these enemies I kind of let I thought that was so great because it's like she's just randomly jumping around and it made the the fight scene so interesting because she's just she's kind of having to make do with whatever she can get well again like so I'm into that as a thing you have happen in the movie. I don't understand the technological part of it. Because if what you're saying is just a weird thing you do, because the things she was doing were not that weird. Kids swallow a frog sculpture all the time. It didn't transport them to another dimension or whatever. So it's like the things she's doing, I thought the central conceit was that like there was just this one weird thing you could do or two or three weird things you could do at any one time that would branch you off. And all the other weird things you would do wouldn't do anything. And that's why this doesn't happen to people every day all the time when they do odd things. The idea that you could just do any weird thing in branch doesn't work for me at all. Like if that's the actual central conceit of the movie, then that's terrible. Well, I'm not sure it's any weird thing because there was definitely instances of her trying stuff and it like wasn't weird enough. Not really. I mean, in that fight sequence, everything she tried teleported her somewhere, and they weren't that weird. They were pretty basic stuff, mm. right? So, like I said, it just it just doesn't work that well for me. Like, I feel like they needed to clean that up because it it bugged me. And and like I said, it's not horrible. It's just like I wanted it cleaned up a bit. Like the universe doesn't work consistently enough. If 
if the things that we're seeing are actually working, then they should be happening all the time to, to everybody in the world. All the time. But right? I guess that's like, it's kind of is what's happening in a way, right? I mean, that was the sort, that's the sort of ideas. Like when you do something weird like that, you end up branching off into like, a, you know, there's another universe of you do, who does that thing, right? And like, you're just living that path now, which is kind of how the universe's concept even works at all, right? Like, no, they said it was like a slingshot into a different universe that you just like, Get the, but I thought you that, get their mental. Kinda, you can get their memories. Is I what thought that's was what the, I thought that's sort of why right? the headset was there, like useful to, because you you had to actually press the button to to make it happen, unless you're like her and you kind of have that like superhuman ability to just jump on your own. Yeah, I suppose like if the idea is that you have to have the headset on and push the button. And that's required to actually do this. That's what everyone is then, doing. Everyone has to do that. All the people who are attacking her have to do that. Well, if that is true, then again, we're back to the case of I don't understand where the headsets come from. Right? Like, if you, if you actually need the headset, meaning the headset isn't just a Bluetooth headset you get from the store, then I don't get it. Like, because where did they come from? There wouldn't, there's no way to get a hundred of those headsets which they had in this universe. It's impossible. There's just no way. So the entire movie doesn't make sense if that's, if those are somehow special devices. Well, maybe they don't need to be special devices. I don't know. They obviously do, right? I mean, maybe I'll, well, maybe not. I don't know. Again, we can put this aside. I don't think you can make this make sense. I think it, any explanation makes some other explanation not work for me, right? Like, it's like, okay, if you have to have the headset, you push the green button, then where the headsets come from? Because you can't bring things between worlds. Yeah, I mean, right? I, guess, like, I just uh, think this, this movie works a lot better if you can just accept it and not think too hard on it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not a movie that really wants you to be thinking that hard about the minutia of how it works. But not that's not true, because they ex- over-explain everything. So I disagree. This movie, on its face, wants you to think about all these concepts. They could yeah. have just not explained the slingshotting and not had the headset, right? Or had the headset and never said what it did, right? I mean, it could it could know. have been a movie where they didn't provide elaborate, lengthy explanations in multiple places about how the universe was supposed to work. And then I agree. Like, they probably could have skated on a lot of this stuff because they'd just be like, well, do you need this thing? I don't know. Like, we, it wasn't really clear. Mm. And then that'd be okay. But this was a movie that thought its explanations worked. And, and I just don't think they do. Any one of them could be made to work, but as soon as you make it work, the other one seems to fall apart yeah. to me. It's just, at the end of the day, when I think about this movie, like, we're spending a lot of time talking about that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, like, that kind of stuff is really not that important about this movie, in my to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, because you're willing to overlook it, but the filmmakers put it in there, right? It's, sure. It's one thing to say that you didn't care. It's another thing to say that the movie's not about that. The movie's definitely what, about that. I'm just saying, when, like, I, I guess the overall impression that I take away when I come out of the movie is not thinking, overthinking about the mechanics of how the the jumping thing worked. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, I come away thinking, like, I love that concept. I love the idea. Like, you do something ridiculous. Yeah. You're slingshot to another universe. You gain an ability. Like, and then yeah. that, that general idea I thought was fantastic and I thought was actually executed really well throughout the movie. All of the different crazy things that happened because of that concept, how they really just like fully committed and uh, the amount of like creativity in in everything. This movie is so creative. For me, that's the big thing that stands out. Like when I, when I think about this movie, that's what I'm thinking about. 
Do you know what I mean? I'm not thinking about like, oh, the headset didn't really make sense. Like, I, that's just that's so low on like the things that I'm thinking about. Do, do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, sort of. But I, I guess what I would say is it's doing the movie a pretty big favor. Right. Um, it, right. It, it's a favorable edit to the movie. It's like we're cutting out all the things that we can't quite square and just looking at the things I mean, that did maybe, well, which I agree. Like, if I'm talking about things that did well, I don't include but the I guess, headsets. I, but... I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think the movie was communicating something to you, right? It was like the movie was sort of directing your focus or trying to. And for me, the way in which it was directing my focus kind of worked because it I don't end up dwelling on those things. Like, I think the movie did a nice job of not not really asking you to to overthink some of these concepts. Like, it, I like that it introduced them because I think it makes the world feel, like, fuller. Like, it, it makes yeah. it feel like there's a concept here and you, you kind of can understand it, but you don't... Once you kind of have a basic grasp of the premise, the, the concept, you just keep moving forward and you don't think about it that much anymore. That's why I say I think what, it reaches a certain point where it doesn't really ask you to think about that anymore, and that's when it started working for me. And, and Well, yeah, yeah. I, I would kind of agree that, like, once we kind of got rid of the headset stuff... I mean, it was sort of still in there because, like, henchmen and stuff had them or whatever a little bit. Mm-hmm. But once it kind of stopped talking about that stuff and it didn't really matter anymore. Right. Was when I thought that stuff was way better as well. Because I just, like I said, the tech explanation stuff just did not land for me because I can't seem to put it together. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is some explanation that gets, somehow makes all of those things work. Like, where did the headsets come from if they were necessary and how, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know what it is. So once it was sort of more just about like, okay, these people have this power to right, do this. Right. That seemed way better because exactly. it allowed them to do all their intercuts and stuff yes. cleanly. Um and, and I thought you, that was you good. understood you understood the mechanics of how it worked. And it and it wasn't there was no like ambiguity of like, well, why would she be able to do this? Or why mm-hmm. was this happening? It's like, well, no, it's like it's sort of her brain now is in a superposition and she's kind of in a lot of universes at once. And that part all worked great because the technological explanation there holds up for me, right? Yeah. Um, there aren't weird things where I'm like, wait, how did the blah work? And if that worked, why did this work? I don't have that problem once I get into that part of the movie. Mm-hmm. problem I do have once I get into that part of the movie is I felt like, again, they go from having too much tech stuff that doesn't feel like it all kind of works out to having too much story stuff that feels like it doesn't all kind of work out. Mm. Okay, like and what? Like, the movie has sort of, like, the thing I was thinking about structure-wise, it felt very, like, Robert Zemeckis, old Mm. Robert Zemeckis to me. Interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah. But not as good. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. It's like like a not-as-good version of a Robert Zemeckis film from the 80s. So, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future. Yes, yeah. That kind of thing. Yep. Uh, Robert Zemeckis movies, to me, one of the things I always notice about his films is, like, there's, like, 12 climaxes. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, like, 12 times when you think the movie has resolved its central dispute action-wise or story-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then there's always one more. Yes. Right? There's always one more thing coming. And he really likes that, like bag of tricks so it's like back to the future it's like it's it's the dance or it's the car or it's the clock tower it's the like it keeps, it keeps moving going. what the thing is that's the linchpin of this action scene yes. yep. further and further right yep um or it's doc like does he read the note right, you know they keep putting yeah, the, the things yeah, on the, right up until the very end he gets back yeah and, then he has to, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and you know i haven't seen a robert's film in a while i don't know if he's still doing that uh, but 
you know, Back to the Future, Who Framed Robert Rabbit as well, but Back to the Future, it's just almost nobody does it like that. And it's it's just amazing mm-hmm. to watch. Uh, I always loved it. It's, yeah. it's just crazy. I, I, no one else does it like that. Yep. And uh, this movie felt a little bit like that to me where it, it had like lots of points where you could have maybe imagined wrapping up the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, because this is a tricky thing, like I said, to get right, and you don't see the Robert Zemeckis kind of pulling it off thing happen very often, it never really worked for me. It always kind of just felt cluttered, like the movie was never really able to focus. It was like a little too ADHD. Mm -hmm. It could never hold itself to something long enough for me to really feel like the scene was important or got the time it deserved or resolved in a way that worked. Yeah. It kept cutting its own self short, I feel like, by trying to jam too much into the sequence of events to me. I think I kind of agree with you um, a little bit where it's, it's tough because, I mean, the sort of, I think it's one of the things that works so well about the movie, which is it's, it's like momentum and it's, it's really always changing, right? Like it's you're jumping from one kind of situation to another to another really quickly. And I think that's one of the really great things about the movie. But at the same time, I kind of agree with you that when you're asking to kind of have this like emotional climax kind of moment or some sort of like finality or whatever, it's because of that urge to just keep changing and jumping around. I do think it it can be like a little hard to give any one moment enough time. The closest thing I think to being like yeah. a satisfying, I think the most emotionally satisfying moments, moments I guess, because they sort of tie together, was like that scene outside the car when the daughter is leaving and they sort of have their like emotional thing, and then it ties to the it ties into the like donut or not donut. Oh my god, bagel coming out of the bagel. Her coming, yeah. Her well, she yeah. goes into the into the bagel. Yeah, and then she decides to come. come she comes back yeah. out of the bagel, and like those two scenes are connected emotionally and like thematically and with what's physically happening as well kind of right um so i think that's it was i think that for me those two scenes worked pretty well emotionally like i i felt it um i could i I kind of felt that like resolution of like for the or sort of that feeling for like the first time the sort of the mom sort of like understands the daughter um and i can kind of buy it too like she's changed so much over the course of the movie the mother has um, you've seen everything that she's gone through and um, and you understand that why she now understands her daughter in a way that she didn't before. And I bought that. Like, I thought that was actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I, so I guess what I'd say is I liked, I liked some things and didn't like others. I'll try to break that part down a little bit further. Okay. So uh, I I felt like they did a pretty good job with, at the beginning, like the mother won't introduce the daughter's girlfriend yeah. to uh, the the, the patriarch, right? And uh, I liked the fact that he was a character in the metaverse, yes, 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 who is trying to like keep this, you know, things ordered or whatever, right? Yep, and yep. and it's like, again, like I said, I really liked that superhero extension of midlife 
you know, crisis woman. Well, and all the people in her right, family, like, everyone. Are playing the villain or hero roles that she thinks they would in her head, right? Right, or it's like, it's like. It's a manifestation of it, right? Yeah, it's sort of like, it's like the <clears throat> the version of, of each of those people that she kind of, like, in the case of her husband, maybe wishes she had or her or her daughter, like, thinks she has but doesn't really, or you know what I mean? Like, or misunderstands probably. Well, um, and with the, the, father, the father too, yeah. because like when, like when she introduces her daughter's girlfriend to the father, he's just kind of confused. Like nothing horrible happens, right? right? Which is probably what would actually happen in a lot of cases. Yes, yeah. But like she, because she had the experience as a child, she still thinks of him as that way. Yes. Yeah. She can't imagine that now he's too old and the world's too different for it to really matter. Like, like she's never quite gotten past that. Right. So in the fictional world, he's a manifestation more of what he was the way she still she thinks of him. him. Yeah, exactly. Which is, again, great. Like I loved all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, think I th- it works I think fantastic. The character stuff in this movie is really <clears throat> strong and it ties in really pretty in a pretty clever way to the the sort of like sci-fi stuff. Yeah. So I th- I think like all that stuff was really nice. Yep. But the problem is it's just too much. Like during those sequences, they're like cutting to Rakakuni yeah. and having like these jokes with the hot dog fingers and I'm just like it's too much. Hmm. It it blunts the emotional moments that were happening here that I liked, but there's just it's too to borrow a John Blow phrase from game design, it's it really is always eating at the sizzler. It's always up at the buffet putting every single thing mm-hmm. onto the dish. And that doesn't make the best meal for me. You know, it's funny. You know? Yeah, because I actually had, um, I ha- literally I remember thinking about that while watching that last scene. I remember specifically it was like, it was when the daughter I think was going to go into the bagel. I was trying to remember. It was a bunch of slow-mo scenes. And you had you had these really emotional, impactful yeah. scenes, also tied in with like the hot dog fingers and the, Ryan, yeah. the rescuing the raccoon. And like, part of me was like, I think I like this, but then there was a part of me that's like, this is a choice. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this is a, like, I think it full the movie fully committed to being like, you know what, we're gonna take the absurd stuff like just as seriously as the serious stuff. We're gonna give them all like the same amount of weight. Which I think it gives the movie this really interesting, unique kind of feeling. And I'm not sure I would have changed it. But I kind of also agree that I do think it dulls some of the emotional impact of these emotional scenes. Because you're also intercutting them, yeah, with like with absurdity. And so I don't know. I don't know that I would have changed it. I don't know that I... I think it's yeah. the wrong thing. <clears throat> I, in some ways, I admire this movie for that commitment um, to the absurdity. But yeah, I... I I think it's like a, it's a trade-off. Well, here's what I would say. I do think there is an objective complaint here. Yeah. Um, which is what I was trying to level. And that is that I do think you can say, commit to that and be like, no, like the, because we're talking about experiencing all these things at once, that means you do have to also experience the sausage fingers world and the Rakakuni world and all that stuff at the same time as you're experiencing laundromat with your daughter. Cause that's what this movie is about. And we're doing it. Right. And I agree. I don't know that I would have changed that. Yeah. What I might have changed is what was happening in those worlds because a lot of those worlds were kind of throwaway. 
Like the Rakakuni world, we just see so briefly and we know so little about that other character and whatever, right? It's, I don't necessarily think it was a bad idea to intercut them all. I do think you needed to, you needed to have those have a similar level of buy-in if you're going to intercut them at that time is the problem. I think I had That's it, the problem you know, I had with it really more because I could have believed, I mean, Ratatouille is a ridiculous movie. They're, yeah. they're actual Ratatouille, but it's very emotional at yeah. the end. And so the problem is not that it's this jokey raccoon thing. It's that we only ever treated it as comedy. Yeah, because so, those, those two right? worlds, the Hot Dog Hands in particular, at the Rakakuni one too, are both like entirely silly, only ever used as jokes, basically. Yeah. Um, I do think the Rakakuni one I can get a little more on because there's a part of you that's like, I want, you know, like the idea of the, the, the raccoon being taken away. There is like a part of you that's like, no, right? Like I think just... But but the 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 hot dog hands one is just f- pure silliness. But it didn't um, have to be because they sort of showed like they uh, they almost had a yeah, relationship. It, that, there, yeah. That's the thing is like I really do feel like with a little more time put into those universes, yeah. the ending could have worked as is because we would have felt more emotional if we'd known the raccoon a little bit. That's a ridiculous thing to say, mm-hmm. but I'm serious. If we'd known the raccoon a little bit more, so we cared about him more. Yeah, because it was only right? those two universes were really only ever For used comic as, relief. A, as a comic relief kind of scene. And yeah. and I feel like they could have sold them as a little bit more because we've seen it work that way. Uh, there's plenty of examples of silly things that have emotional cores to them. And well, and I think you're right too. I don't think they were even that far off. No, like no, no, they, no. You they know, the, the, the raccoon rescuing the raccoon has absolutely has the potential for an emotional. Absolutely, and same with the is you know two people in a relationship like kind of developing a relationship exactly, like, and they almost had it. And so, to me, I really do think there was a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I say that I think there's an objective complaint. There's a subjective one, which is like maybe you don't think they should have cut to that. Mm-hmm. But I think the objective complaint is I think the movie shortchanged some of those universes. Again, unnecessarily, because I do feel like this movie has so much stuff crammed into it. I think there were some places you could have been judicious and spent a little bit more time on things. And I think the payoff would have been huge because if the emotional feeling of each of those cut scenes Mm -hmm. had been the same, Mm -hmm. then it would have really landed. Mm -hmm. If you really did care about the frickin' raccoon, right? Yeah. It would have really landed. And I think they weren't far. They just didn't do that necessary work yeah. earlier in the film. That's all. Yeah. Um, and so that that's my that's my uh, complaint about how that stuff was working out. Yeah. I mean, I just think I think in general, I think this this movie is really quite excellent. Um I I really I appreciate it so much because it is so unique and so creative um and so unusual and it's it's so unlike most movies that get made today. Um, it's like, surprising that they were able to make a good movie out of it. Yeah. Th- like, the fact that it wasn't terrible is a major achievement. Well, and kind of the fact right? that it, the, the fact that it wasn't terrible and the fact that it was made at all. Like <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, yeah. who was going to... Who who read this script and was like, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, it yeah, was yeah. actually... I think That's it true. was produced in part by the Avengers guys, the Russo brothers. I think I, I thought I saw that. They should hire them to do one of their Avengers movies. Of course, I don't know if it's too hard to work within the Disney. Well, uh, maybe, but I just you know system, I but. I really appreciate that this script was given a, a a chance and and was like fully committed to by everyone involved. I mean, I was thinking about that throughout, like Michelle Yeoh and all these you know this these actors just like 
all the absurd scenes they're having to play. Yeah, Jamie and just, Lee Curtis. And yeah, uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis was incredible. Yeah, she was. Uh, just incredible. Everything and like the visual. This movie is so much like the the visual look of, uh, you know, especially coming off of Dune, talking about like world design environments and you know the way that this movie looks. The everything from the laundromat to the the office, the I like and the way that Jamie Lee Curtis looks. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. What she's wearing and her yeah. body and yeah. like the it just. This movie is so memorable visually, right? You, you like in such a great way. There's so much detail in all of the environments and the costumes and the the props and everything. It's just it has a great feel. Well, I would also add that like I think the budget for this movie is listed as something like twenty five million dollars. Is it really? So wow. like, you know, you could make ten of these movies for the cost of like an Avengers movie, right? Um, or maybe seven. I don't know. It depends on which Avengers movie. Um, but, like, that's really impressive because it looked better than an Avengers movie the entire it time. It looked great. It looked great. Like, it yeah. was way, like, this is why I say, coming back to what I said at the very beginning, is, like, these directors are just freaking awesome. Uh, and maybe some of that is the fact that, like, okay, maybe the actors aren't as expensive because it's not, you know, Robert Downey Jr. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know... In terms of pulling this off on a $25 million budget, like, it never looks cheap. And uh, it looks way better shot than any of these $200 million movies. Yes. By far. Uh, So I just feel like that's a really impressive achievement. Whatever they're doing, they're doing something very right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I hope they keep doing that. Whatever that is. I I want more movies like this. Like, I would love if, if we got more creative, original, unusual movies um like this is what i want this is what i want when i see the movie when i go to the movies like i want an experience like this yeah i would totally agree like um one of the things i would say about this movie is i can't imagine many people going to see it and being like well that sucked right like yeah i feel like you're gonna be entertained by this movie which is hard to say about movies a lot of the time yeah. you know what i mean like you know it's it's a movie that i i feel like you've got to be able to uh, you've got to be able to enjoy this movie yes. most people yeah. something to enjoy in this movie yeah. they put enough stuff out there that you haven't seen before mm-hmm. uh, or have rarely well, seen before I was actually, anyway i was thinking about it a little bit too like i never got the feeling i got during the purple rose of cairo but there was something similar to that where it's like i'm seeing stuff that i Right. I've never seen anything <laughs> right. like this before. The, right. This level of commitment to yeah. to absurdity and to the premise. And like there's a joy in that. Like you're just smiling and laughing and like enjoying yeah. the experience so much. Um Yeah, I Purple Rose of Cairo is the good touch point, I would say because uh, like unlike Purple Rose of Cairo or or I should say Purple Rose of Cairo similarly does what this movie does in the sense that it like kind of like explores this thing yes and builds on it yep. right and goes this movie does a much better job for me of getting scenes that i want to watch off I agree. of it i i agree it I does agree. a much worse job of saying anything with those scenes purple rose of cairo was like way more interesting in terms of like what the scenes were talking it's kind of about more intellectual right? or something yeah and so like you know if in an ideal world i think that's sort of where i'm coming from with some of the like some of the off taste I have about this movie is like, I just don't feel like it quite lined up. Right. And you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, I I mean, I think I agree. I don't, this movie is not like 
perfect or something. I don't know what the perfect version of this movie is, to be honest, because it's such an ambitious kind of movie. I've, and I don't feel like it was far, I guess. Is what yeah, like. it was, yeah, it's it's a very satisfying experience. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah. I can't honestly say what I would have even changed about it. It's kind of a hard movie to to... For me to really think about well, what there, you would do differently. Yeah, there's some things, like, and we didn't really get to stuff that really bothered me. Like, there's some parts that really did bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, we kind of talked about some of the part. I'm having trouble, like, working out exactly what the rules of this universe are. Like we said, I can't quite come up with one coherent theory where everything works. Every time, like, you were like, oh, maybe it's this. I'm like, okay, well, if it was, you know, this, how does that work? I, I don't know. So, uh but there are other parts I really didn't like. I didn't like the husband suddenly having a be kind speech in the middle of the thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like trying to suggest that somehow, like, th- like there were places where it tried to be too broadly applicable, and I feel like it just fell apart for me there thematically. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of felt preachy or weird. I don't know. Like, there mm-hmm. was, I, I feel like there are parts that were just not that good. I do think it's like, I think there were, yeah, a few times, like what you were just talking about where like Properos of Cairo was like pretty good at actually saying something. Yeah. I think this to movie, the point where even things that I didn't think were saying something, because when we talked about it after, you realized what? Remember yeah. in the middle of that podcast, I was like, oh, well, actually, that scene's kind of showing this. And I don't really feel like I'm having that yeah, with no, this movie. This, in this movie, movie, I'm just kind of like, eh. And I do and agree, it, this you know, movie does get into a little bit, which is, what most movies do today, a little bit of the preachy territory of like telling yeah. you, yes, like let's tell you what we're trying to say, yes, and it just comes across as like maybe a little preachy, but also just ineffective. Like it's not, it's not really what the story is saying. It's just what the script is saying. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and to me, like this is why I say like I feel like polishing that stuff more yeah. would be really nice because. There's so many ways they were trying to have, like, these things link up. Like we said, you know, with the daughter and the father and how they appear in the other world and how the husband appears in the other world. I mean, there's a part where she stabs the husband with a glass piece thing, right? And And like I said, it's all in there in a way that if somebody wanted to be charitable, they could pick out just the parts of those that worked for them mm-hmm. and say this was a good metaphor. Yeah. But if you if you are forced to take them all as they were presented, I feel like it just doesn't work. There's too much that could be conflicting. If you read one thing one way, then you have to read this other thing this other way, and that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. And that to me... That to me would really be the biggest failing of this movie that stops it from being something that I ruminate on, like that I'll think about a week from now and go, oh, that was really insightful. Yes, yes. And I feel like there was no reason they couldn't have gotten there. They just didn't. Not that there's anything wrong with that because that's, I mean, not everyone can make that. Yeah. It's rare when you get that kind of film. And I totally think there's enough. It's fine. There's enough about this movie that is unique and good and memorable that like. Yes. I, that other stuff not working, it doesn't change the fact that this is like Correct. definitely a movie that will stick in your brain because there's so much going Visually on. Visually and just that's so unique yes. and interesting. And so it just because it didn't hit 100 percent right. on all the things doesn't mean that it's not an excellent movie. Yes, it just means it's more effervescent, right? It's like a movie that's like fun to watch, and then I don't really have to think about it that hard after the fact. And it's right? like a movie I would definitely come back and rewatch. Uh, again, too, like at some point, like it's. Uh, I do yeah. feel like there's probably stuff I missed. Yeah. Uh, well, almost certainly there's stuff that we missed. Um, either explanations for how stuff works, or just stuff going on in the side or in the background, because there's so much happening. It's super, um, kind of like fast and intense. 
And I would also say that like there's almost nobody doing visual comedy yeah. anymore. We've talked about this before. Like like Edgar Wright still does visual comedy sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's it, like it. Nobody else does visual Not comedy. Not a lot it's of not it a thing on, yeah. that gets done. And so another reason that this was a movie to be happy about uh, is because it's an actual another set of people doing actual visual comedy. Yes. Like the jokes are not from one-liners that somebody says. Right. They're actual things on the screen that make sense in the context of the movie yep. that are funny, yep. right? And it comes from a nice interplay. Not only do they have stuff where like the story has a reason why people are fighting with butt plugs up their yeah. up their ass, <laughs> yeah. right? Which is kind of cool that they were able to get there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also cool that like they took the time to shoot those things in a way that is funny. Like, so they would do stuff like when she is fighting with the two giant dildos, mm-hmm. like the floppy, yeah, like yeah, right, yeah. like floppy rubber penis. Yeah. She goes down into like a pose that's like an action hero pose, yeah, yeah. and the shot is framed just like that, right? Yep. And that's a visual joke. Like, yep. like it's just a visual humor thing. Yes. Um, and uh, I do think this movie did a nice job throughout of playing off of those sort of, like there's lots of like Matrix sort of um, yeah. references <clears throat> and superhero movies and like it's sort of playing off of um, like a lot of a lot of other genre kind of movie assumptions that you might make about about a certain type of scene and then kind of just like making it silly. Yes. It's very fun. Um and I mean, this goes to even more ridiculous stuff that they were doing, right? Like the raccoonie thing was an yeah. entire visual joke because they yes. actually put a raccoon, a CG raccoon, like on the guy's it head. It was like a puppet, I think. It wasn't or a puppet even, raccoon, it wasn't sorry, CG, whatever yeah. it was. A puppet raccoon on the guy's head uh, and all that stuff. And yeah. then they had her do that on his head. And, you know, so all of these things are like, are visual jokes. They're funny because when you watch them, they look silly. Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously um, the, the hot dog fingers is like the best example right. of this. It's like... It's, it's old slapstick humor, basically, It's one right? of the silliest. It's yeah. so silly. Yes. But it's so amazing. And then she plays the piano with her toes, with her toes? because yeah. they wouldn't be able to play them with the sausage fingers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, So I do think that like, that's also something to point out separately is that it's hard to get humor in visual form these days. It's just, it used to be done, I think, all the time. Like, that was not a rare thing to think that people might do. But nowadays, it's like totally gone. Mm-hmm. You never see it anymore. And so the fact that they kind of brought it back um, is great. And it's like the whole movie, I mean, it's so dense with that the kind of The whole movie humor. is that. It's That's just what that, the movie yeah. is, basically. That's like yeah. the most standout thing, I think, from the movie is the the visual, like, absurdity. Yeah. Um, for me, that's the biggest takeaway is the absurdity yeah. and creativity. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if there's that much more to say. Um, I feel like we've been pretty thorough. Yeah, I do think so. Um, in general, good film. Yeah. Definitely, definitely worth watching. I would watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, I Oh, you know what I didn't mention? No. I actually thought the daughter's performance was really good. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I thought she did a great job of selling the different characters that she did. And I felt like that probably isn't that easy to do. To find someone who's going to be able to do that well is probably not trivial. So I did want to mention her because I don't think I know that actress. I don't think I've seen her in anything. I'm trying to think. I'm not. Um, But then again, I'm not up on a lot of modern movies. So she may be in things fairly commonly now. I don't know. But I thought she did a great job. I agree. And uh, so we talked about how good Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh were. But the daughter was also actually quite good. Everybody, Everybody's good yeah. in this movie, I thought. Yeah, there were no real bad performances in this movie. It was good. Yeah, it even was... the dad was good. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's commitment to... That was impressive to me, just from the stars. Like, everyone's commitment to this. Especially because there's got to have been times when they were filming where they didn't really understand what... I mean, what what was going to oh, be the God, end yeah, product? The fil- like, you're right, because you can't... They're like, wait, what are we doing in this scene? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, uh, just, just go with it. Just trust us. And it's like... like and yeah. uh, And... Considering that, I think the the level of commitment from everybody was like really impressive. That's a really good point because there's so many rapid cuts and weird insert things in and this stuff movie. That characters are going to be saying that they're you're, like, "What is this line?" Yeah, what are and, we it, and presumably about? it's not necessarily filmed in order either. So you're just like, "Wait, what is happening? Yeah, what am I supposed to yeah. do in the scene?" And yeah. and they were doing it and uh, and getting it reliable uh, throughout the entire thing. So that that is pretty pretty great for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, that was a refreshing, uh, given how horrible the Dune situation was last (laughs) week, that was a very refreshing, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, for all I know, I was getting another Dune this this week. So that was actually a very refreshing change. I enjoyed watching that movie a lot, and I didn't have to sit here going how how horrible the screenwriting was the entire time, or how boring the movie was, or anything like that. It definitely was was not not a boring, no, not boring for... Any amount of time. It was a very refreshing change (laughs) uh, from what I was expecting to have happen this month with Dune as the leadoff. We're going into the Batman next. We are. Is my understanding, which can't say I have a (laughs) good feeling about that, but maybe I'll be surprised. I was very happily surprised this week with everything, everywhere, all at once. Maybe the Batman will just be so Batmantastic that I'll love it. You never know. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out next week and uh, hope to uh, see you there. Thanks, everyone. Bye.